everyone, and welcome to the Millennial Health Podcast. I'm Dr. J. Cherie Allen, a board-certified family medicine physician who's passionate about the health of my fellow millennials. I know we're busy chasing big dreams and awesome goals, but I firmly believe that the first wealth is your health. So I'm taking some of my most important health messages and bringing them here to you on this podcast. And though my goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health issues, I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. Millennials and uh, mental health. I thought it was so important to speak on this topic because truly this is a major, major, major one. There was a Business Insider article that came out not that long ago, uh, December 16th, I believe was the date of publishing. And this article, the headline, I'll read it to you. It was that shocking. Lonely, burned out, and depressed. The state of millennials' mental health entering the 2020s. I read that and I was just shocked. Like I absolutely could not believe, like I'd seen those headlines, you know, making reference to our health, not really being on par with that of our parents or the generations before us. But I don't know, something about it didn't click to me that like, this is a big, 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 big deal. And then I see it reflected in my practice at work too, you know, honestly, I am hard pressed to find a day in the clinic or on the ward where I don't see one patient for an entire day with a mental health concern that we're spending a significant amount of time addressing, whether it's a new diagnosis or working on titrating medications or creating strategies um, for existing diagnoses. Honestly, hard pressed to find a day in my schedule that I have no one with a mental health concern on. And so I think, you know, a major part of that issue, and I've said that before, is this isolation, this feeling of I'm the only person going through this, something must be wrong with me, what's going on? And I really wish I could just stand on a mountaintop and just like scream to the whole world that you are not the only one, right? I think different people carry their emotions in different ways. Different people hide their emotions in different ways. And different people are able to push through with different strategies, you know? And so I think that's what's really happening. It's not necessarily that no one has those same feelings that you have. It's just they're not being publicized, or put on pedestal, or at least just out there in the open for you to even see and recognize that this is something other people are going through. And so that's a huge part of what I'm starting to feel like my purpose might be to uh, destigmatize this a little because I truly feel that we prevent ourselves from living our best lives, essentially, you know, uh, if we feel trapped with our mental health conditions, not feeling free to talk out or speak up about them and get help when we do need it, you know? So I wanted to share a couple of the statistics with you guys that are out there 
because they're quite shocking. So a few general stats, right? So according to the National Alliance on Mental Health, 43.8 million Americans experience mental illness within like a given year. There are currently 18% of American adults living with anxiety disorders, which is actually one of the more common uh, of our mental health disorders. And the World Health Organization has declared uh, depression the leading cause of disability worldwide. It's a major contributor to the global burden of disease. And that is huge, right? Uh, we aren't even talking yet about the economic impact of that. You know, um, the social impact on families, right, that this has. Like, this is a big deal. And how it essentially uh, captures some of our patients and just have you feeling stuck, right? Not able to move forward in your life because you're literally feeling stuck in the state that you're in. So this is big stuff. But uh, specifically, I wanted to look some more at millennials, right? Of uh, millennials, it's saying there's been a 47% increase in major depressive diagnoses since 2013. Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is a huge insurance company, actually looked at quite a bit of their data and released some statistics that were quite shocking. Uh, because I want to see us uh, be healthier and live more fulfilled lives. And it's really hard to do that when you feel as though you are not your best self. You're not operating, you know, as your best self. I think that's extremely hard. So things that we could do. Uh, the major, major, major thing that we can do first and foremost is to start doing our part to destigmatize this conversation. Okay. I think it's important that we allow the people who surround us, our friends, our family, the people in our networks and our social circles to feel comfortable in speaking their truth to feel like it's okay to be honest and upfront about what it is that they're currently going through, I think that is extremely important. So whatever we can do to kind of break these walls down, break these barriers down, and that includes like sometimes just sharing your own story, like, you know, being honest with the people you love and the people you trust. If you suspect they may be having a hard time, just letting them know, you know, you've been there, done that, you've went through it and you've managed to survive and they can too. I think if we only knew how much we could do for each other, if we knew how much we could help each other, right? Just by being honest, a little vulnerability goes a long way. Now don't give people ammunition to like take you out, you know? But people you love, people you trust, people who you sense are having a hard time, it's okay to share your testimony and let them know you've been there, you survived, and they can do the same thing too. So that's huge. Another uh, major thing, I sing on a therapy mountaintop. I need to be like the national spokesperson for therapy or something because I believe in therapy so much it's not even funny. There is so much power in literally speaking to an objective individual, getting some of these feelings, some of these thoughts, some of these unprocessed emotions like out of your mind and out 
great. Sometimes when you even just say some of the stuff, it's just like, oh, okay. When you hear yourself say it, it's like, oh, all right. It rings a little bell, something clicks, you know, uh, that's one. But two, if that doesn't happen for you, then you have a professional, a trained professional who's there and able to help you dissect that conversation. Okay. So I think that's huge. I think another major thing is ensuring that you are doing well physically, right? Because many of the symptoms of anxiety and depression do mimic some other medical uh, issues that are physically uh, related and that need to be diagnosed and treated, right? So usually it's the other way around. So we have a lot of patients come in with these physical complaints and we're finding like, mm, there's something, you know, um, psychologically related going on here that we can address, but it works the other way too, right? I think especially as we increase the conversations and we talk about this a little more, then we have more people like being aware of their mental state and wanting to get help for that. But it's important to take care of your body otherwise. You need to eat well, right? I always tell my younger patients, think of your body as a car, okay? If you bought yourself the nicest car ever, you wouldn't put the cheapest gas in it. So why, if you are fearfully and wonderfully made, would you not do the very best for yourself? Why wouldn't you put the very best that you possibly can into your body, right? So that's important. You need to eat well. Two, you need to be active, physically active. However that comes for you, whatever form that's in, I think, you know, you're totally at liberty to choose, but something to get those muscles working, something to just like get that body moving. You know, if you're not a gym person, maybe just try to be conscious of the amount of steps you take every day and ensure that you're at least, you know, 6,000 is kind of that minimum, but you really want to challenge yourself. 10,000 is kind of the steps that you would shoot for. So just make sure you're moving your body, okay? If you don't use it, you lose it. That's for those muscles and those joints, okay? And then uh, another thing that I think is super important, check in with your doctor, right? If you are super healthy, you have no medical concerns whatsoever that bother you, check in with your doctor at least once a year to get your annual physical exam. Make sure your blood pressure is in the appropriate range. Your heart rate is within a normal range and it's a regular rhythm, a normal rhythm, right? Make sure that your cholesterol levels look good. Make sure your fasting blood sugars look really good. Check in with your doctor, okay? At least once a year, even if you are the healthiest person ever, you really can't lose. You can't go wrong by doing that, all right? And then another thing, make peace with uh, turbulent situations in your life. Whether that's a job, some relationships, you know, a family, whatever it is you have that's going on that's disturbing your peace, it's so crucial to your mental health that you make peace with those situations. I read something recently and it just struck me. It said uh, a lot of people struggle with sleep because getting good sleep means you need to have peace. And I was like, oof. That hit me like a ton of bricks, especially because so many patients come to see me to talk about, you know, their inability to sleep at night. And I ask 
all these questions like what time are you going to bed what time are you waking up are you having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep do you have a television in the room or are you on the cell phone in the room do you have the blue screen coming at you do you have a set bedtime do you have a good pillow do you have a good mattress you know i'm asking all these questions and sometimes honestly if you've just got too much going on up here and you can't shut this off and too much going on here and can't shut like quiet that down right you need peace uh, to be able to get some good sleep. So do that for yourself too, all right? And then another uh, tip I wanted to add, self-care. Taking care of yourself is okay. It is healthy. If you have a job that gives vacation days, take these vacation days and go on a vacation. Even if it's a staycation on your couch, in your living room, that is totally Okay, right? Take care of yourself. Find something that makes you happy, that makes you feel relaxed, that makes you feel whole. Sometimes we may have friends or family members. If you have a conversation with that person, it kind of just lights up your world. Totally fine to just give that person a call and say, hey, you know, you're a part of my self-care routine. Let me know when you have some time and let's like shoot the breeze for a little bit, you know? Or people that's like going out to a nice restaurant, having a good meal. Some people that's shopping, you know, just make sure you don't turn these self-care routines into maladaptive behaviors um, and that they're not wreaking more havoc in your life than actually like being good to yourself, right? And actually promoting like the care of your body. So those are important. So those are some tips that I have for you in um, trying to... Like get your mental health like on track, especially for this new decade, right? This is crucial, crucial, crucial. You just have no idea how you stunt your growth in life professionally, personally, spiritually, emotionally, when you are not well and you are not in your best mental state. You cannot show up to anything that you endeavor to do uh, as your best self if just like something up here isn't right or something in here isn't right okay so I really want you guys to like put some effort into that all right I am always more than happy to answer any questions always 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 feel free to reach out um, for any advice and just like self-care, mental health, that sort of thing. I think it's so important. The more we have these conversations, the less we stigma, destigmatize, or the more we destigmatize these issues and these topics and we allow other people to feel comfortable in saying some of this, you know? I've had conversations with a couple friends recently who are like, you know, I've never told anyone that I've like gone to therapy or I've never told anyone I've like done that. Like I can think of four people I've spoken to in like the last month who said that to me. And it was because when we're having a conversation, it's just casual and we're just talking about it and we're just saying it, right? So I think it's important for us to just be honest, all right? Just just live your truth, like live your truth, be totally honest, all right? So that brings me to the end of our mental health and millennials. I hope this information was beneficial to you. 
Please subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out on Instagram. I'm at your fave Dr. Friend or Dr. J. Sheree. I dabble on Twitter and Facebook, but to be honest, Instagram is really my platform of choice. So find me there, guys, and let's continue this conversation. All right. Next podcast is coming up soon.